Pardon the interruption. I just want to tell you about a video uh, that I want you to check out. It features the one and only Chuck Norris. You remember Chuck Norris? The man's in his 80s. And, uh, you know, I'm no spring chicken. Nonetheless, I care about my health. I want to live a long time. I want to, uh, want to be healthy. I don't always get as many fruits and vegetables and herbs that are supposed to increase my energy levels in my own diet. So I saw this video that Chuck Norris has made. He's kicking butt. He's uh, working out. He's staying active. He has heaps of energy left over for his grandkids and so on. And he says that he, he is achieving all this by making one single change. And he feels like he's in his 50s. Go to mymorningkick.com slash Josh and watch Chuck Norris's video right now. That's mymorningkick.com slash Josh, M-Y-M-O-R-N-I-N-G-K-I-C-K.com slash Josh. G'day, this is an abridged version of the episode that you can hear in full by signing up at uncomfortableconversations.substack.com slash subscribe. Enjoy the freebie. All right, should we just kick off? Yeah, go for it. All right, Josh. Well, thanks for joining me in the studio oh, today, it's Josh. It's a great pleasure to have the mics turned, the tables <laughs> turned round table. Host becomes prey. So prey becomes what? We've been working. We've been working together for over two years now. It, wow! Yeah. Happy anniversary! Happy anniversary! It was something like March fifteenth uh, was the first episode I produced, which was with Megan Down. My name's Steph, by the way, listeners. Um, you might have heard me mentioned. You might have heard me in uh, commercials such as "Dick Spray for Men." That's and, right, an all-time uh, classic. Yeah, everyone loves that one. We can't <laughs> wait until we bring that one back. Um, uh, who was uh, oh, Troy McClure in The Simpsons? Yes, uh, the uh, you may remember me from <laughs> Phil Hartman's voice. Yes. Such educational videos as Alice's Adventures Through the Windshield <laughs> <laughs> and Lead Paint, Delicious but Deadly. So, um, can I plug something up front? Yeah. Sydney listeners, I want you to go stay at my Airbnb in Jervis Bay. Oh, yeah, this is actually really good. Uh, he, he didn't ask me to do this, but you should go and stay at his Airbnb in Jervis Bay because it's beautiful and I've been there with the kiddos. It's actually a really nice little spot. It's amazing. Jervis Bay is a beautiful part of New South Wales, but that spot in particular I hadn't been to before despite having been to Jervis Bay a number of times because it's wedged between the bay and the sea. Yeah, it's is called it the Errol sea Bay. Or is it an inlet? So is it's it... St George's Basin. Right. The, the village is called Errol Bay, and it is it's wedged in between Jervis Bay and St George's Basin, which is a big uh, saltwater estuary. Um, absolutely beautiful little spot. Anyway, if you want to go stay there, it's beautiful. Me and my partner renovated it a couple of years ago, and you can follow it on Instagram. It's called Kenny. The house is called Kenny, so the Instagram handle is Kenny Jervis Bay. And if you want to go stay there, hit me up because we can give you a better price than if you book it oh. through Airbnb. So what you're saying is it's a ripoff if you buy it online? Well, the Airbnb uh, fees are just astronomical. Yeah, you know, you, you, if you if you have a booking for a thousand dollars on Airbnb, you might pay two fifty. In, yeah. in fees that are completely avoidable. And do you do, do the uh, cleaning uh, fee scam? You know the old cleaning fee scam. You get to the final page of the checkout. You know, oh, this is great. I've it's got not this on for two hundred pages. I got this for two hundred and twenty dollars. All of a sudden, one hundred eighty bucks for cleaning. Well, fuck, a, you're talking about one hundred eighty bucks. It's one hundred and fifty dollars for cleaning. That's bullshit. Well, do, do you I'll just clean want, the place for forty bucks. Do you just want it to be no? Because you can't trust that guests will clean it well enough for the next guest. No, I mean, I'll, I do clean it when I leave anyway for free. You're welcome. And then if I, <laughs> yeah, if I was an old lady living down the street, I'd clean it for 40 bucks. In this, if I was the invented, fictitious human who I've just conjured up in my brain, that person would do it probably for free because they're fictitious. But I reckon there'd be a real one, flesh and blood, who'd do it for 50 bucks. I think you're 
You're wrong. Because it's I clean. Tell you, can I tell you? It's already I, clean. The people left it, it clean. Can I tell you how it works? It's already clean. Right. Cleaners, professional cleaners, and Why there's a shortage a professional of them. Cleaner? Maybe you don't need a professional cleaner. Maybe Esme down the road can Esme. do it. But Esme's fantastic. I don't have an Esme. So professional cleaners, A, they start on a two-hour minimum because they're not going to show up to your place with a bunch of cleaning yeah, but, okay, shit Okay, this whole professional stuff. thing is where you're getting yourself into trouble. This is where you're getting your knickers in the okay. knot, Stefan. Right. Don't use professional cleaners use for professional your Airbnbs. Your, yeah, <laughs> this is the difference between Steph and uh, myself. He's, he has runs a very professional operation, very tight, tight ship. This, and this is the kind of excellence that you can expect if you go to his Airbnb, which is, which is, as I should say, it's kind of decked out in like a cool, funky, mid-century modern aesthetic, right? Yeah, absolutely. So it was like a little old school home built in the 80s in that old school mid-century style with some really interesting finishes like these crazy old tiles and things like that. So we've kept a lot of the old mid-century aesthetic and added some suitable furniture and carpet and finishes and, and things you're like sort that. Of, and you can walk to basically two bodies of water, one which is very still that you can go kayaking on and then the other of which I didn't go to, so I don't know, but Steph will tell you about that on another occasion. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I think it's a scam. The whole cleaning thing is a scam. I don't need it that... I don't need the professional cleaning, but I'm glad that you're diligent enough to do it uh, anyway. You and do I think need that it. most people, most like most of the time... It's just a way for the people who post their places on Airbnb to avoid their places showing up, like to have a more competitive uh, price when, when they show up in the initial listing and then to slug you at the back end. Yeah, I mean, that's true. It's more competitive, but it is what it is. Like we, I, It's very, very it's difficult your to cost. find a You cleaner. should embed it in your cost. Okay, well, you can tell that to every single person on I'm Airbnb. I'm going to. You're number one, and I'm going to progressively <laughs> go through the entire website. Um, speaking of dick sprays... Oh. Uh, I want to I want to put a call out to the audience there. If anyone wants to advertise with the podcast, please oh, yeah. do so. Get in touch with us because you know we can manage advertising. We've also got a network who we work with and things like that. But it's better if we do it. So mm. um, hit us up uncomfyconvos at gmail If you've got something, uh, a product or a service or something like that, you want us to plug on the show. I mean, it's not the most astronomically expensive thing, but you can do it. So do it. Hit us up. If you, you mean like. you say it's not astronomically expensive, what you mean is it's fantastic value. Yeah, it's great value. I mean, you're a professional when it comes to cleaning, but when it comes to salesmanship. Awful. Uh, that was terrible. You know, you say it was not that expensive. You say it's great value. You get all access to to what hundreds of thousands of downloads every month, mm. and, uh, and all for a very reasonable fee. Probably less than a few Airbnb cleans. Exactly. Yeah. Less. Yeah. Way less. Yeah. Oh, anyway, you can do that. Uh, what we're doing today, and po- possibly what we'll do further, is just get to know Josh a, a bit because. Uh, I realized over the two years that we've been working together, Josh, that you talk a lot about subjects. You talk a lot about your opinions on culture and things like that, but people don't necessarily get to know you. Mm. So we're going to try Just to get to know you. the way I like it. Yeah, exactly. Well, <laughs> uh, it is what it is in podcast world. Now, uh, in the future, we might do some you know, some talking points, some subjects and things like that. I've got a baby on the way in September, so we might sort of get Josh to give me some advice on parenting. Yes. We definitely want to talk about uh, points hacking. Yeah, freaking flyer miles. And, and so aviation, yep. things like that. And we yep. might go to the Substack audience to give us some suggestions for things they'd like to hear um, Josh and myself talk about. But for now, uh, the easiest way to get to know Josh is to do some first date questions. Okay. Okay. I'm up for this. You ready to get started? I'm ready to get started. I should also, also, while we're doing all this house clean, cleaning and your housekeeping, housekeeping rather, and you're pitching, you got to pay these, for the housekeeping. You're pitching all these other, <laughs> pitching all these other things. 
we should also say that if you're on the free tier of the uh, of Substack, then your personal private uh, podcast link is about to go dead, as, unless you either upgrade to the paid, or if you don't want to, then go and find the generic podcast link through any podcast app. Yeah, we've um, done that. But uh, what I do want to remind people is that if you're on the free you tier... You have to tell people seven times, yeah, Steph. That's what the... You know, so not everyone listened to the Susan Sarandon episode. <laughs> not everyone read our newsletter. No. You've got to keep telling them what they what they're true. getting. What okay. they, you've got to keep ram- ramming it home. Also, if you're not if you've never bothered to go onto the Substack thing, it's obviously just because you think that it's hard uh, than it is. It's very easy. You go to uncomfortableconversations.substack.com/slash/subscribe, or if you go to slash listen, that's actually the easiest place, isn't it, Steph? You go to yeah. slash listen, and then it, it generates your own private, personal, premium podcast feed that has no ads on it, that has has additional content every, on all of the regular episodes and then also extra episodes in full and things like ask me anything and like when i was ranting about going around africa and like you know my experience and things like this all this sort of stuff mm. that's all for uh you know you get all of that um uh so if you go to link then it'll it'll talk you through the the subscription process and how you pay six, yeah. $6.99 a month to it's easy that. it's also worth reminding people that if, just because you're a free member and you might not want to pay, pay for the premium podcast feed, there's still plenty there for free subscribers. So there'll be a week, weekly newsletter. Things like suggesting topics for our conversations and, and things will be available to free subscribers. Yeah, there's Questions also like AMAs, forums. I mean, you forums. can you, on Substack, you can talk about you know guests and you can shout at me and you can argue with each other and you can send me messages and Steph messages uh, on the forum. So if you just want to be generally part of the podcast, community but you don't want to pay anything you can still just subscribe to the free tier and you also get a heads up about live events which will be happening at some point and you'll get first dibs on being notified okay listeners we promise you we're not going to talk about Substack subscriptions anymore this episode if you call uh, within 24 hours <laughs> sorry we'll throw in some sorry everyone knives. josh loves josh loves talking about that that's mm. all right i'll try to get him off the topic all right okay. first eight questions where was your first place where was the your favorite place to visit as a kid new zealand Right. My mum is from New Zealand. She was born and raised there. Came to Sydney, the Big Smoke, when she was nineteen, uh, to uh, put on black eyeshadow and black nail polish and become an actress and sm- pretend to smoke cigarettes and drink black coffee, um, and get out of uh, get out of Dodge. But as a result, her parents and her siblings and cousins and my cousins are all in uh, the mostly Auckland area and uh, and regional parts of the the country near Auckland. And so I was able to spend. Long summer days, fishing and outdoorsing and eeling and eeling, eeling in the <laughs> in my eeling? uncle's going eel, catching eels. How do you in catch my, eels? Oh, it's great! You put a little float on uh, on a bit of uh, fishing uh, wire in, and you put it in my uncle's river, and then you watch the. <laughs> Are these euphemisms? You watch. <laughs> <laughs> you watch the float go tug, 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 uh, <laughs> and then at some point, exploding, erupting uh, out of the uh, out of the the out of the water. From water surface is a writhing, thrashing, throbbing. Uh, phallic, throbbing uh, uh, snake, <laughs> and uh, sometimes so large that it comes uh, like bouncing up the. Um, the bank, and you have to and tries to get and because it's hooked, then you we we would sometimes unhook it, and it would try to get to back to the river and you oh, have yeah. to hit it or slap it or kick it back away from the river mm-hmm. and then grab it. And of course it's sharp teeth, slimy little fuckers. Yeah. And you grab them behind the head. Well, you watch your uncle grab them behind the head if you're eight years old, as I may have been at the time. And, um, you behead them 
but actually, no, the best way to do them, the best way to do them was on, we would um, smoke them. And so yes. that the skin isn't slimy, you wouldn't behead them yet. You'd throw them in a Hessian sack full of salt, hang them in the, uh, in the garage overnight, and the salt burns their skin. It's like acid on their skin. So it's a torturous and painful death for poor little uh, Ely. And but in the writhing overnight, they write, the salt scrapes all of the uh, the scum off their skin. And in the morning, you come back and there's just coagulated clumps of uh, salt of hardened salt goo. I feel like we're and, in. I feel like we're in some sort of novel. Some. <laughs> Some of mice and men style, buddy. <laughs> it is. It is a bit. It's Steinbeck all the way. Yeah. yeah, and you get a, and then this, this, the eel is dead or as good as and dry skinned. And uh, look, you you got your water. You you can't go ten minutes without hydrating. What the fuck? Why have we got fucking bottles of water all the time? Just calm down. It's like popcorn at the movies. You're right. Chill out. Sorry. You can sit still. Okay. Fucking ADHD generation. <laughs> Sorry. Forty five minutes. So anyway, those were my brightest memories and my beautiful, beautiful grandparents delicious eels smoked mm. eels fantastic yep all right what's the best vista you've seen switzerland mm-hmm. uh we also have some family there because my dad was born in a refugee camp in switzerland during the war during the second world war and uh so the family that fostered him in uh, uh he was a little jewish baby uh and these staunch lutheran um highland swiss people because switzerland was neutral obviously during the war fostered him in and raised him and so i still we still keep in touch with their their brood and um so you know sometimes when you go there there's there, there are some mountain passes that are only open like three months of the year because they're snowed in uh, for nine months. And, but in summer, you can take these switchback roads that go up through the Swiss Alps, and it's comical, mm. mind-bogglingly Beautiful. pretty. Yeah. You, you just mentioned that on the Michael Shermer podcast, which dropped this week, but that's okay. Oh. We, can, <laughs> we can double up on that. Um, no problem. I should have probably left that question out. I lived in Switzerland for three months. Is know? that right? I did a snow season in St. Moritz. Oh, wow. Yeah. Fancy pants. It's pretty amazing. Pretty Not amazing bad. stuff. Mm. Uh, okay. What are we doing now that in 100 years we'll laugh about? A question you ask frequently of your guests. A hundred years? No, I think I oh, usually say like five years or something, don't I? Or twenty, maybe, or ten, or okay. something. Well, you a hundred? I don't even know if a hundred. Fifty? Then what? Twenty? Twenty? I already know your answer. Do you? Yeah. What is it? Eating meat. Oh yeah. So do you want to articulate that because I've got some thoughts. Yes. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't say we'll laugh about it. It's it's quite obvious uh, to me that the current uh, the current system in which the only imperative really is to get a kilo or pound of animal flesh to the, you know, shaving as many cents off that as we possibly can. And that's the only incentive that's really at play for the vast majority of meat that gets consumed. Whereas we stroll through supermarket aisles looking at uh, styrofoam containers of, uh, of cling film wrapped meat under fluorescent lights uh, that, the that will will be looked back on by future generations uh, with moral horror and uh, and obvious and it, it's 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 obviously wrong to treat creatures that can feel pain and have some level of aspirations and some level of and have things that they like and have things that they don't like and basically have an experience you know be sentient like have that that there's something that it's like to be uh, a pig just as there's something that it's like to be a dog. And I think we all instinctively understand that it would be wrong to just needlessly torture a dog for because we like it, because we enjoy torturing dogs. 
I don't see how the, the rationale is that different to torture a pig because we'd like the taste of bacon. Mm. We, well, I just like it. Well, okay, but there are lots of other things you could eat that aren't cheap bacon. Or you could pay twice the price for uh, farm-raised, uh, you know, uh, bacon and, and not bacon, pigs that have been kept in these tiny little stalls. I mean, I think if people actually look at the way that the majority of industrially farmed animals are treated, they'd be, they are horrified. Anytime there's uh, footage that's leaked, people are horrified. The reason there isn't more footage leaked is because the big agricultural companies lobby Congress uh, in and Parliament in most countries to make it a crime to leak anything about what goes on in mm. inside. It's one of the only industries that has these ag-gag laws where there's a gag on anything that goes on. Ordinarily, whistleblowers are uh, applauded uh, in that particular industry. They're prosecuted. Um, we all sort of instinctively know all of this, but I feel like it's a bit like when we think back to the times of slavery and go like, how were people complicit in that system and why didn't more people object? I think people during slavery, you know, not the brutal slave owners, not the actual people who are running the agricultural companies or who are brutalizing these animals, but the people who are on, who are like us on the periphery of it just thought, I mean, it's a tough world. This is the system that we live in. Uh, you know, I'm only one person. I mean, ideally I'd like to do the right thing, but it's all a bit hard and inconvenient to extricate myself from a financial and cultural system that I'm woven into. Um, so yeah, I'm not saying that in the future we'll be horrified by the idea of an independent hunter, uh, you know, who's rugged and going into the wilderness on their own and killing an animal to use the hide, uh, for thing and every bit of the animal that's necessary. That's not my objection. I, and I continue to eat meat. So I'm part of this Faustian pact, but it's obvious to me. 